Hello and welcome to EMPcast, your NTU employability podcast. A podcast where we chat about all things employability, talking with NTU's very own students, graduates and employees as we ask them about their journey so far entering the world of work. podcast. I'm Diana from NTU's Enterprise team, supporting students, graduates and anyone with a great idea to start up, grow and innovate in business. I just want to point out I'm a keen supporter of Action for Happiness and I was one of the first volunteers to facilitate their Exploring What Matters course in my area. Co-hosting today with me is the lovely Seth. Hi everyone, I'm Seth and I'm the Employability Advisor for Disability and Wellbeing here at NTU and actually I try and use the Action for Happiness um, monthly calendar um, as much as I can really. It's a really Ah, good resource. Available to download from their website, Uh, it's really great. Fantastic and today we're joined by media practice communication and culture graduate Scott Bayless. How are you Scott? I'm good thank you, thank you, I'm all good, I'm all good. Great. And as you can imagine, we've got a ton of questions for you. But Mm. first, before we go any further, it's time for the Icebreaker Challenge. Seth, take it away. Icebreaker, 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 let's break some ice now. Icebreaker, Icebreaker, yeah! Welcome to the Icebreaker Challenge. This is something we do with all of our guests to see who can get through as many icebreakers as they can within the allocated time of 77 specific seconds. So, Scott, are you up for it? Yeah, I'm up for it. I'm pretty competitive, so... (laughs) (laughs) So it's about 14. I think the record at the moment is 14 to beat. Um, The key is really to answer as quick as you can. Okay, so time is on the clock. Your time starts in three two one ketchup or mayonnaise ketchup favorite farm animal cow what is your go-to karaoke song uh um sweet caroline (laughs) favorite marvel character iron man who would you want to direct a movie of your life Uh, christopher nolan nice um what is your most used emoji uh the laughing crying face what celebrity would you like to quarantine with? Uh, oh, Chris Pratt. Are you a listener or a talker? Listener. If you owned a boat, what would you name it? Um, Boaty. What is your favourite quote? Very original. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? What is your favourite quote? <laughs> um, live life to the fullest. Would you rather move to a new city or town every week or never be able to leave the city or town that you were born in? Uh, new city in town every week. Ooh, nice. Up to yet, what has been your favourite age to be and why? Uh, 21, just because I, I feel like, I don't know, is that age, is that last like big birthday thing? Is that last big year? What three words would your friends use to describe you? Um, Kind, funny, weird. If you had to, oh... Oh, oh no, we no. You were scuppered there, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, a new city or town every week. I, yeah, I would. I think I would go for a new city or town every week, definitely. Yeah. 
Well, you see, I live I live in a village, so it's everything so far out. So I'd rather live somewhere, just be able to experience somewhere new every time than live in this mm. village for the rest of my life. <laughs> and it's interesting that you said um, you said Iron Man, but you wanted a quarantine with Chris Pratt, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I just think, you know, well, Chris Pratt as himself, I think he's quite funny. So I think if I was going to do it with Robert Downey Jr., that would be a bit, I don't know, I think he's a bit too mellow and stuff. I think you can have a bit more of a laugh at Chris Pratt, but I like Iron Man as a character. Okay. okay. Yeah. Good logic there. Good logic. Yeah, I like the logic. Yeah. So if it's okay with you, Scott, after that almost victory, um, let's get asking you some questions. I mentioned in a previous podcast that I studied what was then called modern communications when I was at school before the days of digital. So, Scott, I'm really interested to hear about your degree. So do you like to tell us what made you do that particular degree and what's it all about? So, yeah, so I studied media. So originally my idea was that I was going to go and do business because it was actually the one I was being told when I was at sixth form that I was quite good at and I was going to be doing well. But I just kind of realised that I've always liked being creative and having that creative mindset and I always just enjoyed doing media. So I just thought I'm going to do what I want to enjoy, not what can maybe get me more money or a better job or something. I want to do something that I enjoy throughout the three years. I don't want to be like slaving away, being miserable I want to actually enjoy what I'm doing so yeah I went with media and you know the three years I had there were a great learning experience I didn't really know what I wanted to do afterwards but as I was going through it it gave me opportunities and chances to learn what I wanted to do and what I was more passionate about so yeah I really enjoyed my three years at, at Nottingham Trent and really enjoyed my time doing media. What was your favourite bit of the course what what part oh. of it? Do you know what? I think it was actually one of the ones that I was most nervous about because it came out of nowhere. It was in second year and we had to do a mandatory, uh, I think it was like a 36 hour placement somewhere. And I was I was nervous as hell. I was absolutely bricking it, to be honest, when I heard it. I think we all were in the class because we nobody expected it to happen. Presumably and... 36 hours, just to clarify, it was a time period of 36 hours, but you weren't expected to like have no sleep or, or eat no, or no, 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 during no, that yeah, time. Yeah. Sorry, it sounds <laughs> like a torture. <laughs> no, no, no. It, yeah, it was 36 hours over a period of time. And I was like, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was, because I have autism as well. So it was quite a nerve wracking thing to have to go out and then try and get, find something. And I ended up then finding a job to be a freelance videographer for a charity called um, Ignite Futures. And they were do, filming the Nottingham Festival of Science and Curiosity. And I did that and I absolutely loved it. And it was such a great experience I had because it gave me that chance to do something that I would potentially want to do in the future. Yeah, and I loved it. And then to see my work get put on their main advertisement page, it was amazing because that was that first real life experience and that first proper piece of work that I put out for a company and it was just amazing to see that progress really. I think I've experienced some of um, that science. Um, back in the day I remember being given two slinkies to like <laughs> have hanging from somewhere and you get the sound vibrations or something. I can't I can't really remember much about the experiment, <laughs> but I know it was a right laugh. No, it was a really good experience. It was a great little festival. I didn't know what to expect, actually. And then when I was starting filming it, they got like they had like a an over 18s like comedy show that was all based around science, which is surprisingly really good, and really funny. 
and they just had like cool little experiments and stuff like i remember in the old uh game arcade store that um it's closed down i think a few years ago or something i can't remember where it was but it, they had a whole thing in there with everything and stuff and all these science experiments and stuff so yeah it was great so was there a particular career path that you had in mind when you did that when you first did your undergraduate so when i started like i said when i started it was kind of more of a thing of I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just mm-hmm. enjoyed doing media and being like creative because I've liked drawing and stuff like that. And I did a few bits of editing that. And as I, after I did that placement, it really set my mind on right. I would like to do something to do with filming at first and really focus narrowly on that and do something because I just like that process. And so then I tailored the rest of my courses in third year to be centered around doing production side and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I wanted to do. Um, it's obviously not got to that point now, <laughs> the job I'm in, but you know, that's just part of life really. And hopefully one day in the future I can do that. But um, for right now, yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking. Fantastic. And um, what what is the aspect of filming that you enjoy the most really? I think the aspect I liked the most was it was just the whole idea of starting with your idea in your head and then writing it down mm-hmm. the plan and then just seeing that develop through the different stages of filming. So getting that, um, you know, the planning down the sheet and then you might, you know, you might do a mind map and then you do like your picture boards and everything. You just see that process. And then when you start filming it, you see the shots you had envisioned in your head and then, you know they come to life and then you think of something new in the pro in the, doing it when something doesn't quite work out and then you change it and then do you know what i mean it's just great and then see the feedback and the compliments when you've done it and then see it all finished is an amazing experience really i've always really like fulfilling yeah and that that opportunity really when you go back and you look at what you started with and the finished product it i, I imagine it just feels amazing no yeah definitely um, so you mentioned earlier, you mentioned Christopher Nolan would direct mm. a movie of your life. What's your favourite um, Christopher Nolan film? Oh, favourite Christopher Nolan film. I'm going to go Inception. I think Inception, is. I think it's just a really cool film. and It's a really cool idea and concept. And I remember first watching it and just not really understanding it. It was so a bit like over the top. I, I don't think I'd seen really a Christopher Nolan film at that point. And then when you watch it more, you just see how complex and the ideas are in it and how great the characters and the storyline is. It's just incredible, really. I think he's an amazing director, really. So I it's one of them. Film. Love it. Yeah. However, I have to confess, the first time I watched it, it was really late and I was <laughs> desperate to finish it and I fell asleep. So I missed the end. So then I had to watch yeah. it again. And the second time I did the same thing. So <laughs> I have seen it more than three times now. Mm. It's one of them amazing films, I think, where you can watch it a thousand times and there's always going to be something that you take away differently and I I think when a film can do that I think it's at the top of its game really Um, and what sort of what sort of what are you watching at the moment really are you watching any tv do you know what I haven't really been watching anything too recently there's nothing really been on I watched like I think you know I watched the Mandalorian that was something I watched recently uh in terms of Yeah. yeah in terms of in terms of tv shows nothing really too much i think i started watching that netflix documentary about the girl that um was it went missing in the hotel in america and she ended up in like i think it was like the water tank or something it's like the cecil hotel or something that sounds a little gruesome yeah (laughs) it's interesting though it was it's an interest it's just one of those massive mysteries really don't know how she ended up there but um 
No, I haven't really watched. I haven't really been watching anything. Nothing's really caught my eye at the moment. As such. So you're not a fan of Bridgerton then? No, I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither am I. Um, but I think I think it's really important though, just to to have that time where you can watch either Inception a thousand times or, um, as Diana said, Bridgerton or The Mandalorian, and just have that time to switch off mm. and relax. And I think that is really good for you. And your I just own point out really. for the listening audience that I'm not recommending Bridgerton. I was just making a passing remark <laughs> that I thought might be funny. What I'm actually <laughs> watching on Netflix at the moment is La Casa de Papel, otherwise known as Money Heist. Oh, which, which is helping me enormously with my Spanish because I'm doing a university learning program Spanish at the moment as an evening class. Um, so I am watching it in the original Spanish with subtitles. Very gripping it is. Nice. Do you know what? Actually, that's um, it's kind of reminded me of something I do because I watch um, quite a lot of anime and stuff like that. So I watch mm. things in like Japanese and stuff like that. So that's something it's quite interesting watching different cultures and different mm. um, shows yeah. from different areas and stuff. You just learn how they do things and how they film things and how they tell stories. It's, you know, it's a good way of watching and experiencing different things. So alongside your course, the sort of extra things that you did, I believe that you were a student ambassador. Is that right? Yeah, yep, in third year. And what does that involve and what did you get involved in through being a, an ambassador? It's a paid position, that's right, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, um, I did it once a month. I think I started in December of my final year and it was like a once a month thing. And so you just do, I think it was like, I think I started like eight and then um, I'd finished like four and you just kind of, you either got told to stand outside in one position the whole day so if it was freezing cold it wasn't the best <laughs> job to have and then talk to people and then you also got to do campus tours as well so you take between two to like 30 people around I did Clifton campus so you'd go around Clifton campus and show them different areas it was a really good experience to one just like improve like communication talking to different people and everything it was just night nice. it's cool to experience like kids that were worried about coming to uni and maybe not too sure and you get to tell your side of the story and what you experienced throughout the three years and just like being able to you know promote the uni really which is what something I wanted to do a lot because I actually loved being at Nottingham Trent like it was three of the best years of my life really and so I was more than happy to just tell my story it was a really cool experience it was just a great thing to do to get a little bit of money and just to meet new people really so I think being a student ambassador is it is really good. I remember I did this when I was at university and it's it's just a really it's a really easy way to make some money, isn't it? Just talking about your course and how much you've enjoyed it. Mm. Um, and I think we should probably just say with with your role as a student ambassador, that was through Unitemps, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and Unitemps, it's just a fantastic resource. And I do recommend students do get involved with Unitemps and and do see what what roles are out there I think mm. any any work experience is good experience and there's just great jobs available where you can get a ton of transferable skills. So moving on from actually being at university uh, onto the journey of being a graduate and entering the world of work. Yes yeah, so I was looking on your LinkedIn and one of the posts that you posted really did um I really do relate with um, and and it was um, this year to say the least has been difficult struggling with my mental health while working night shifts at Morrison's losing motivation in my original career aspirations and just being genuinely lost and unsure on where my life was going 
especially in this pandemic. However, in the last few months, I've grown a lot. I have learned to understand my mental health issue and get help. I completed 5K every day for two weeks, wow. raising awareness, <laughs> I know, and £515 for the organisation Calm. I can happily say after a tough year, I've been offered the role as a trainee recruitment consultant at Simply Education. I hope that what this shows is that no matter how bad things are, you can overcome them. And I just want to say that's so well written and you've put it perfectly. Thank yeah, you. it's a really, really good post. Um, I know how that feels, going, feeling unsure about where you're going. And it's something that we do say on Empcast quite a lot. And we're saying, don't worry about going A to B. Your career path could go in all sorts of directions. It doesn't matter as long as you sort of enjoying the ride. I think that's the most important thing. Um, yeah, and I think that transition from going from graduate to entering the world of work, I think a lot of people out there do struggle with it. Um, do you have any advice, Scott, for students who may be struggling with that transition? I think um, so for me, I think it's, you know, I can only really speak on my own experience. Mm -hmm. I think with mental health, it's such a diverse thing and I don't think it's something we talk about enough really at the moment and we do need to it's really important especially in the times we are in at the moment um for me the biggest struggle that started off with was just moving from Nottingham back home into this small village I'd lived three years in the city being around everything to living in a village with my parents again everything far away I just felt very disconnected from everything and then trying to find jobs in what I wanted to do, which was going to be TV or film reduction, just trying to get as a runner or that, it just became, I didn't really know where to look. And when I was, it was all jobs that were kind of hourly pay in London. It's like, I can't afford to go to London working on nine pound an hour. And then they would want, um, you'd have like two, three years experience beforehand. It was like, well, I've been at uni, so how am I meant to get that? And you just kind of start, I just kind of started falling out of love with it and I just didn't really enjoy I didn't want to look for it and then I just lost a lot of confidence in myself and I think you know that was a hard thing and I think what was important for me was that um I realized in the end in around the summer that there was something going on and I was wasn't doing well I talked to my parents and everything I talked to a couple close friends and just to like get things off my chest because that was what I needed to do and it helped a lot and I realized that it was only me that could get myself out of that hole and it was just right let's not focus on getting into media anymore and doing that career path and just let's see what else I can find that I might be good at that has things with skills that I've learned and developed over the last few years I could do and I feel I'm strong at which was like communication everything I feel like I've got quite strong with but right what can I do and I knew people that had done recruitment consulting in the past. And, and I just thought, do you know what? Why not have a crack at it? Why not see if I can do it? And then eventually I got offered the role. And it was a lot of months of just getting rejected, not hearing anything, not hearing anything, and just being like, I'm never going to get out of this Morrison's job. And I hate it here. I don't want to be here. I'm not going to get out of it. And then you just get that one break, that one little break where somebody gives you a chance and it's just take it with everything you can don't go in with any fear or anything just go in be your best self and most of the time they're going to love that because they will be able to tell straight away if you're putting on a show you're trying to come across like the person they want you to be just be the person you are and you'll most likely get that role 
because they can actually see you being genuine. So that's a really powerful message. And, and it's great to hear, as, as Seth said, and as you said, the more we talk about these things, um, the better it is for everyone. And, it, and it's great that you were that you had friends and family around that you could talk to. Mm. Um, just a, a shout out for our resources that that are available to students um, in terms of uh, you know any struggling with mental health we've got some some great support out there um, including we subscribe to a service called silver cloud which is a, a completely um, away from the university app that you can get help with your mental health um, through that app so um, stuff is out there do seek it out and you know a trusted uh, lecturer or someone else from elsewhere in the university can signpost you if you can't find those yourself. I know that you're also so when when you were raising that awareness and that money that £515 that was for Calm um, what does Calm stand for? It's a it's a small charity called Campaign Against Living Miserably, um, and I when I was deciding to do this challenge, I'd wanted to do it since the summer because that was when I was at my worst. Really, I'd had some personal things going in my life that really massively changed my life, and it was a big change. I wanted to do it for ages, and then I decided when I was feeling a bit better around October time, for, I'm going to do this. So I looked for charities, and they were just they just see all of the charities are great with mental health, and Calm just seemed like they kind of focused around men's mental health as well and really pointed out the suicides rate within men and that's something I'm really passionate about is that side because growing up in my age and stuff and Seth you might even agree with this as well as men you just don't you're not told to express your emotions and you have to be this hard you know exterior person and if you show any sign of weakness it's like you're a weak you're not masculine and everything it's you know that's an issue for men and it's something we need to look at more often and you know I'm sure there's a lot of university students that feel they can't show that and they just sit away and they hide and it makes things worse and that's something I've learned a lot so it's you know it's a big thing for me to do that and they're a good charity for that and they really promote that and they they want to change you know all of that and bring awareness to it so that's why I chose Calm really so. Yeah and I myself have a mental illness and I remember it took me I think about five years until I felt confident to disclose because no one else was talking about their mental health and I think mm. I think the more that we can openly talk like how yourself and I are talking at the moment hopefully that will help make that change um, because mental health isn't something to be ashamed of no. um, it's what makes us us really. I think that that thing about men and not expressing their feelings I'm a slightly different generation to you two I'm a bit older and I'd really hope that that wasn't something that still would be prevalent so yeah we've really got to do something about it so um, the more we talk the better and organizations like Calm and Action for Happiness that we mentioned at the at the top of the program you know are helping support people so go to those as well so just to lighten the mood a little bit at this point, you said you didn't really like working in Morrison's, but um, often people when they've just graduated have those kind of stop 
gap jobs or something that they just have to do because otherwise they they can't feed and clothe themselves um so was there anything about it i know um in a past podcast i remember speaking to sam and he'd been working in tesco's and there were, there were actually some quite funny stories that came out of his experience there so have you got any kind of howlers or things to tell us about that that um, happens in morrison's <laughs> uh to be honest oh it's gonna sound well boring no not really it, <laughs> night shift wise it's you know it's difficult because it's night shifts so, i mean not much happens on a night shift like the the thing is like, i didn't like the jobbers in the hours the people there were great love the people and everything like there's nothing wrong there um in terms of maybe somewhere where i could get more funny stories i worked like before working at morrison's like i worked um i did some bar work in my local pub i worked in events and then I worked at Hollister as well. So, you know, Holl- you know, working in a retail shop like Hollister, especially say like around the Christmas time, you get some, oh God. But do you know what? If you are a student, you're like looking at doing something like that. You're not quite sure what to do. Definitely go and try and find jobs that can um, improve certain skills that you wanted to do. Like work like for me, working in a bar or events was a really good way of getting to improve your communication, being more confident stuff because you're, you're having to talk to new people and you're in time pressing situations so you get some funny and you get some funny stories from them like you know a lot of the weddings we had in the events they were you know all the they were lovely people you know you'd have such great people and they'll buy they want to buy you drinks afterwards they'd be like drunk out of their heads wanting to buy you drinks all night i mean it's like i can't but yeah no it's great uh, very interesting to be the observer in the sobriety function of being the barman um, at some of these yeah. events, I'm sure. <laughs> I once worked as a wedding DJ and everyone was buying me drinks and unfortunately yeah. <laughs> I gave in and it didn't go, it didn't end very well. <laughs> Your playlist went asleep. a bit awry, did it, Seth? <laughs> oh, it went crazy. So let's talk a little bit about what you're doing now. Um, so you said it's a bit different to that media world. Um, and that's that's okay. It's okay to do something different to what you may have originally wanted to do. But are you enjoying it? Yeah, I am enjoying it so far. It's been a bit of um, it's definitely been a bit of a rocky start because I went in on the fourth of January, and then the next day we're told we're in a lockdown again, and I'm being told to work from home. So I'm wow. trying to learn this job from home, coming in the office very rarely and everything, which has been a challenge, but it's also been in some ways the best thing because it's given me so much time to do things that I wouldn't have normally been able to do had I been in the office in a normal time um so I, I'm enjoying it so far I like it it's different it's something I didn't think I would want to do like I've always said my worst nightmare is a nine to five office job in sitting on a desk I'm somebody who likes to be quite active and moving I don't really like doing that which is another thing why media appealed to me was it was something a bit different active but so far I'm enjoying it and I'm enjoying like what I'm getting from it and it's making me more confident and better with talking to people and you know I because one thing I always did was I always try to find a job that wasn't just a job for job's sake it was something that I could actually learn from I wanted to learn from something there so um I feel like this recruitment job I'm doing at the moment is great it's giving me a lot of good opportunities the people there are really good and yeah I'm just I'm liking it so far. And so what does that um, that role entail? What, what sort of day in the life of Scott Bayliss? <laughs> so at the moment, it's a bit on and off. But if we're going, I'm actually starting properly, well, full time, full time um, as of Monday. So from Monday, it's going to be a seven o'clock start to a half four finish. And okay. 
what we deal with so my role in particular in the company is i deal with um, primary and nursery schools so i will be okay. looking to recruit teachers tas absolutely anything to do with the school and any sort of employability we kind of employ and we try and push teachers into them so if they if a school need, rings up at seven in the morning saying they need somebody to come in from eight to nine or eight to three of them I'll be on the phone trying to find teachers that are available to go into that school and do that job on that day and everything so it can it's a lot of different things it's a bit stressful at times but it's great it's that precious situation that I kind of like doing and yeah it feel you know it gives you a bit of enjoy it gives you that fulfillment as well when you make your first booking or you make a few bookings it's been tough so yeah wow that's going to be a bit of a change then yeah and certainly we're recording this at a time when schools are just about to go back yeah which means your first day is going to be an interesting one yeah no definitely i've been told to be prepared on monday <laughs> that is going to get very hectic and very busy so we've we've had a, a quite a wide ranging conversation there and and lots of really great meaty topics that I think need to be addressed. Um, we're, we're running out of time, I'm afraid, Scott. It's been brilliant talking to you and you. we wish you well on your new career path. Um, and I think I think now is probably the perfect time to finish with a game. Celebrity CV. So, of course, as you know, as advisors, we often help students with their CVs. And in the icebreaker challenge earlier, you mentioned Iron Man. So I was just thinking, what should Iron Man, um, Tony Stark, <laughs> put on his CV? <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, he's obviously a very smart person. He has a lot of you know, his own businesses, so you would definitely pinpoint that um all the achievements he's done and awarded you might as well put in that you're iron man it might help you out it could bring a lot of publicity to the company so it's always going to get you a little bit of a boost <laughs> on his skills and stuff he can put down that he's um you know he's got great communication you know he's a presence you know uh, like a leader and everything and stuff like that like he's great team you know great team management very creative and out thinking and stuff so he'd, he'd be a great candidate really for i think for a lot of jobs to be honest <laughs> great. okay I, I think I think we've gone so as far as we can with that, don't you? And, and <laughs> sadly, that's all we've got time for today. Um, Scott, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking to you Thank today. You. Thank you. No, it's been great to have me on. You know, uh, it's been great to be on, invited on, really. So, you know, I was a bit nervous. You know, never done a podcast before, but um, no, it was great. It was, and it's just great to be able to talk about my experience and everything, and hope that what we have talked about while a bit deep and everything that maybe somebody mm -hmm. can listen to it and take something away from it and you know make them feel a little bit better than you know that it's not everyone kind of go through that situation so absolutely and that's it for today's podcast hope you enjoyed listening and we look forward to seeing you next time bye